Hello, and welcome to Live Parkinson's, Live an Exceptional Life. I'm your host, Chris Kustenbotter, and I've been living with Parkinson's for the past 13 years. The mission of this podcast is to help as many people as possible living with Parkinson's lead an exceptional life. Today's topic is Hydrate and Thrive, Living Well with Parkinson's One Sip at a Time. We're going to focus on dehydration and Parkinson's and why it's important. This topic is near and dear to me because I had a friend become dehydrated, which led to disorientation, and then they fell and bruised some ribs, and it took them several months to get back to being able to exercise fully again. So I really wanted to focus on why dehydration is important in Parkinson's disease. Now, before we dive into today's program, I just have a brief disclaimer, which is that this program is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat Parkinson's disease. Please follow the treatment plan prescribed by your healthcare professional. This program is based on my own personal experiences, interviews with others with Parkinson's, research, and is for informational purposes only. Now, let's provide a roadmap for why hydration in Parkinson's is important. We'll talk about why hydration is important for people with Parkinson's disease. How much water should a person with Parkinson's drink? Hopefully, we'll be able to answer that question. We'll look at conquering her dehydration. We'll look at creative tips for staying hydrated with Parkinson's. And then we'll talk about overcoming hurdles and we'll provide some strategies for dealing with dehydration and Parkinson's. So now that we have a roadmap of why hydration is important for people with Parkinson's, let's dive in to learn more about hydration. Let's begin with taking a deeper dive into the importance of hydration for Parkinson's. First, let's take a look at the role of dopamine and dehydration. Now we're all familiar with needing to take dopamine to help control our motor symptoms, but dopamine also plays a crucial role in regulating body fluids and thirst. I don't know if you're aware of that. Parkinson's disease disrupts the dopamine production, which we're all aware of, and that affects the thirst mechanism as well, making it harder for individuals to recognize and respond to dehydration cues. And then this can lead to chronic low fluid intake, making your Parkinson's symptoms worse. And let me give you a personal example. This past summer, I was out working in the garden, and it was a relatively warm day, and I wasn't drinking as much as I should. And all of a sudden, I became very lightheaded and disoriented and had to come in and sit down for about an hour to recuperate. But during that time period, I made sure that I got plenty of fluids. And the reason I felt so miserable was because I had become dehydrated. So it's very important because with Parkinson's that a lot of times we don't recognize we're thirsty that we need to drink throughout the day. So please make sure that you're drinking plenty of fluids throughout the day. Let's look at how dehydration can help worsen Parkinson's symptoms. First of all, your tremors. Dehydration can worsen tremors by affecting the muscle function and electrolyte balance. So these would include things like sodium, potassium, magnesium, and dehydration can lead to things like cramps, but it also affects tremors by upsetting the electrolyte balance. So please make sure that you're getting plenty of fluids as well as eating lots of fruits and vegetables to get the proper electrolytes that you need to help with your tremors. Another area it affects is fatigue. Dehydration can cause fatigue, making it harder for individuals with Parkinson's to manage daily activities. When you're not getting enough fluids, your blood thickens up and it, it makes it more difficult to move around because your joints aren't lubricated, but it also leads to fatigue. And fatigue is more than just being tired. It's a sense of overwhelming exhaustion. So if you're not getting enough fluids, fatigue is going to be harder to overcome. Stiffness and rigidity. Dehydration can thicken your blood, reducing blood flow to the muscles, which I just mentioned, and worsen stiffness and rigidity. So you want to make sure that you keep 
well hydrated so you keep your, your joints well lubricated so you can exercise, which is a key component of helping reduce all these Parkinson's symptoms that we're talking about, tremors and stiffness and rigidity. Another big one that most people with Parkinson's experience is constipation. Dehydration is a major contributor to constipation. It's a common problem because when you don't get enough water, you don't have enough water in your body. And as your food passes from your stomach to your large intestine, your large intestine is responsible for removing water from your waste. And then that creates hard stools, which makes it difficult to pass, which is constipation. So make sure that to help alleviate constipation that you're drinking plenty of fluids. Another symptom that dehydration plays a major role in is cognitive decline. Dehydration can affect cognitive function, leading to problems with memory, concentration, and thinking. Now, if you've ever been dehydrated or haven't had enough water, one of the things that you notice is you start to become disoriented. You have trouble remembering things. So it's important that you drink plenty of water to help with cognitive decline or just cognitive function in general. Finally, urinary tract infections are another source of issues with dehydration because dehydration increases the risk for urinary tract infections, which can be particularly dangerous for people with Parkinson's due to potential for medication interactions. Now, just to give you an example, my wife's grandmother was 97 years old and living by herself, and she started developing urinary tract infections. And one of the things that they caused was disorientation, and she fell several times and therefore had to move into an assisted living facility, which she wasn't happy about because she spent her whole life living independently. So it's very important that you maintain proper hydration levels to help prevent urinary tract infections because they can be devastating. And then while we're mentioning medication interactions, let's discuss why hydration is important for people with Parkinson's to prevent medication interactions. Some Parkinson's medication, like diuretics, which cause you to pee or get rid of excess water, can promote dehydration as a side effect. And then dehydration can affect the absorption and efficacy of other Parkinson's medications. So if you don't have enough water, it can play a key role in whether your Parkinson's medications are going to be effective or not. So let's look at some additional impacts of dehydration and what they can include and how they can put stress on the body, potentially compromising your immune system and making, making you more susceptible to illness. One of the things that dehydration can do is it can lead to low blood pressure, increasing your risk of falls, which of course, you know, falls can be devastating and we can cause people to end up in a rehab facility for months at a time, which is something that we want to be able to help prevent. So now that we know the whys of staying hydrated with Parkinson's, let's focus on staying hydrated. Well, there are general recommendations such as you need to drink a minimum of eight glasses of water or eight ounce glasses of water a day. There's really no magic number for water intake because each individual has specific needs that may be different from somebody else. I may need more water than someone that has a smaller frame. I'm, I happen to be a big person, so I'm going to need more water than someone that maybe weighs 100 pounds less than I do. So what are some of the factors that affect how much fluid we need? Well, the first is activity level. Someone that's active needs more water than someone that's sedentary. Now, if I'm going to the gym every day and working out for 45 minutes to an hour and exercising, I'm going to be sweating. So I'm going to be, as I sweat, I'm going to be losing a lot of fluids. So I'm going to need more water than the person that's sitting there watching the morning game shows. 
The second is climate. If you live in a hot or humid environment, you increase your water loss through sweating. Every time you go out, especially when if you live in the, the south in the summertime, it's very humid and you're going to sweat a lot. And so you're going to sweat out a lot of water. So you need to make up that deficiency through drinking plenty of water and making a conscious effort to drink more water than you think you typically need. Another is medications. Diuretics, which again, cause you to pee. They're designed to help get rid of excess water. And some Parkinson's medications can impact your, your water needs. So make sure that if you're taking a diuretic that you're supplementing your water loss with drinking additional water as well. And then body size and composition. And again, I talked about myself being a larger individual and I might have a higher muscle mass than some other people. So I'm going to need more water than someone that is smaller and doesn't have as much muscle mass. And then finally, your overall health. Underlying medical conditions might influence your hydration. There are certain diseases out there that, or medical conditions that cause you to become dehydrated and need to drink more fluids. So you need to be cognizant of that. Now, what are some strategies that we can use to offset the, these type of issues? Well, the first one is listen to your body. Thirst is a good indicator. You know, drink when you're thirsty. That's what they always say. But as we mentioned earlier, Parkinson's can affect the responsiveness of letting you know that you're thirsty. So you need to drink plenty of water in the event that you don't feel thirsty. So one of the things that you might want to do is consider drinking water every two to three hours. That way you're making sure that you're getting the proper fluids that you need. Second thing you can do is consult your doctor. They can assess your individual needs based on the factors that we mentioned above your activity level, your body size, those type of things, your, your and your overall health to help you design a personalized hydration plan. How much water you actually need, how often you should drink, those type of things. And then you want to track your intake. You know, you can use a water tracking app or just, you know, a simple chart or just make sure that you have a water bottle with you all the time and you're making sure that every 15 minutes, every half hour, you're, you're taking a couple sips or to make sure that you're hydrating well. You can set reminders. Some people schedule phone alerts where they use visual cues like putting sticky, colorful sticky notes on water bottles so they can help you as well. And then make it delicious. You can infuse water. If you don't, don't like plain water, you can infuse it with some orange slices, lemon slices, cucumber slices, because that'll help make it more appealing. And then you want to make sure that you drink more. And then choose variety. It doesn't always have to be water. Water is one of the key ones, but you can also drink unsweetened teas. Broths count as fluids. You can drink sparkling waters. You know, they have a lot of those flavored sparkling waters out there as well. Make sure. And then you can eat lots of fruits and vegetables that have a lot of water in them as well. They help, they all help give you fluids. And then you want to watch out for dehydrating factors. So you want to try to limit your caffeine and your alcohol intake, especially if you're prone to dehydration because alcohol and caffeine are diuretics and they're going to make you pee a lot and cause there can potentially lead to dehydration. Okay, now we've talked about why hydration is important for people with Parkinson's and how much water does a person with Parkinson's need. And we gave you some strategies for drinking more water and, and getting more fluids. Now let's look at some creative ways or some creative tips for 
staying hydrated with Parkinson's. Now, we said staying hydrated throughout the day is crucial for everybody, whether you have Parkinson's or not, but it's especially important for people with Parkinson's. And But luckily, there are numerous strategies that we can use to in our routine to help keep hydrated and without really thinking about it. So let's we'll try to be a little creative here, and we'll call the first one the morning munch. You can start your day with a hydrating breakfast. You can have a watermelon smoothie. You can have a cucumber mint salad or eat some oatmeal with berries. Berries have a lot of water in, and they're going to help give you the hydration you need. You can infuse your morning tea with fruits. You can put some lemon in there. You can also put herbs like ginger or mint. And then you can keep a glass of water by your bedside and sip it as you wake up. So you can start the day off on the right foot in terms of hydration. Now, if you're still working or whether you're volunteering, you can invest in a stylish insulated bottle and keep it with you at all times. That way you always make sure that you have water on hand. You can set reminders on your phone. to nudge you to take a sip every 20 to 30 minutes. And then you can dedicate your workspace with inspirational quotes or images related to water to keep hydration on the top of your mind. Maybe you have a picture of the beach or you have, you like to fish, but you have a picture of a running mountain stream. When you see that, you say, ah, that's right. I need to drink more water. And then you can also have some herbal teas or flavored sparkling water around that you can sip throughout the day. And then for those of you that are tech savvy, there's a lot of different tech savvy solutions out there. There's some apps that you can use to personalize your hydration needs based on where you live and your activity level. So you can really get creative with it. You can invest in smart water bottles that glow or make sounds to remind you to drink. They're out there on the market as well, so you can really get creative. Some people utilize wearable technology that tracks your hydration status and sends you alerts if you're not getting enough water. And then you can sink your water intake with other healthy habits like you know taking your medication or scheduling your workouts. Okay, let's talk about flavorings. You can infuse your water with fruits like berries, lemons, oranges, or melons. They provide a natural sweetness and, and they really make your water taste good. So if you just don't like the plain the taste of plain water, then that's a great option. Or you can add some people like to add herbs like mint or rosemary or basil, because they can give you a refreshing twist as well. And then let's think beyond the bottle. You can snack on water-rich fruits and vegetables. Watermelon, celery, cucumbers, and tomatoes all have lots of water and are great sources of water. Without drinking water, you can eat your fruits and vegetables and help to keep hydrated as well. For those of you like myself that like soup, I love soup. Soup and broth for lunch or dinner can help also increase your fluid intake. So those are additional ways. And then you can add a side salad or fruit salad to your meal for extra hydration as well. So there's a lot of foods out there that contain a lot of water that are going to contribute to your overall hydration that you want to try to keep in mind as well. Now, remember, consistency is the key. You want to aim for small, frequent sips throughout the day rather than trying to drink half a gallon at, at one sitting. So if you need a lot of water, make sure that you're you're taking drinks every 15 to 30 minutes. That way you'll make sure that you keep hydrated. Now let's finish up our discussion on hydration with overcoming some of the hurdles and challenges and then providing some solutions for people with Parkinson's. 
One of the problem, one of the first problems we'll discuss is that we talked about that, that Parkinson's disrupts your dopamine production and that affects your natural thirst, thirst mechanisms. And this can lead to underestimating how much water you actually need because you're thinking, I don't feel thirsty. Why do I need to drink? So a way to get around that is you can implement proactive strategies. So you can, we talk, as we talked about, you can set reminders on your phone. You can download an app or just keep a refillable water bottle with you at all times and make, make it a habit to sit before every activity that you do. So if you're starting something new, oh, remember, I got to drink water. Oh, I have to make that phone call. Oh, I need to drink some water. Oh, I have to run an errand at the store. Wait, I have my water bottle with me. I need to drink water. So make sure that you're drinking water every 15 to 30 minutes. Another issue that people with Parkinson's have is difficulty swallowing. Tremors and rigidity and weakened muscles in your mouth and throat can make drinking challenging and uncomfortable. You know, if you're having difficulty swallowing and you're not going to want to drink a lot of water. So you have to come up with creative solutions to make sure that if you're having difficulty swallowing, that you make sure that you get enough water. And they have adaptive tools that you can use. Well, one of the things you can do is thicken some of the fluid so water runs down the throat too quickly and causes choking. Thicken some of your fluids a little bit. Sippy cups are another adaptive tool that you can use to help make sure that you're just getting a little bit at a time so that you have the appropriate amount and you can get it, you can swallow it without having difficulty. And they also have specialized straws to make drinking easier. So you want to experiment with different textures and temperatures of fluids as well, because they might help you if you're having difficulty swallowing. And then one of the things you also want to consider is consulting a swallowing therapist or a speech therapist that's also trained in swallowing issues for personalized recommendations and exercises that can help you improve your swallowing function. Because if you improve your swallowing function, it's going to help you with being able to drink more water. Another issue is cognitive decline. Parkinson's can affect your cognitive function, making it difficult to remember to drink water or recognize that you're you're having de- that you're ex- starting to become dehydrated. You know, maybe all of a sudden I'm starting to be a little bit confused, or maybe my balance is a little bit off, or I start to feel lightheaded. Those might be signs that you're becoming de- dehydrated. So, if you're someone that's Again, Parkinson's can affect your cognitive function. So what you want to do is you want to include your caregivers and your family members in reminding you to drink and to monitor your hydration. So if you have family members or friends that can say, hey, Chris, you need to drink more water and remind you, Chris, it's time to drink water, that's going to help you stay hydrated throughout the day. And then they're also going to help help track and ask how many how many glasses of water did you have today? Or how many water bottles did you go through today that were full of water? That's going to help you make sure that you stay hydrated as well. And then utilize visual cues. Like you could put colorful sticky notes on your water bottles or on your glasses to help remind you, I need to drink. So those are some visual cues that you can use to help you stay hydrated as well. Another challenge or problem is medication interactions. Certain Parkinson's medication like diuretics can increase your urination and fluid loss. And when you're peeing a lot, you're losing a lot of water, which can you can become dehydrated very quickly. 
So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you talk to your doctor about adjusting your medication schedule and dosing to minimize dehydration side effects. And then make sure you increase your water intake to compensate for fluid loss as well. So again, always make sure that you try to remember to drink every 15 to 30 minutes and that you try to get at least two to four ounces. And so if you if every 15 minutes you get two to four ounces, at the end of an hour, you're going to have eight, eight ounces in. So if you do that eight times a day, you've had 64 ounces or a half gallon of water. Now, depending on your size, which we talked about earlier, your activity level, you may need to increase increase that. But again, there it's based on your individual needs. But make sure that you're drinking throughout the day and you're staying properly hydrated. And then finally, fatigue and motivation can play a huge role in dehydration as well because chronic fatigue and decreased motivation, which are associated with Parkinson's, can make it difficult to, to say, geez, I really need to have something to drink. When you're fatigued and you're not motivated, the last thing you want to do is go, oh, I need to go up and get myself a bottle of water or I need to fill up my water bottle and drink. You know, you're going to be sitting there and I'm too tired to do that. So you want to break your hydration down goals down into small steps. Have a partner or a family member or friend keep you accountable and keep you encouraged. If you have a lot of fatigue and you don't seem to be very motivated, get them involved. They can help make sure that you're drinking the appropriate amounts of water a day. As we close, I want to, the reason that hydration was so important to me is a number of people in the momentum class that I take have also become dehydrated and they struggled through class or they've had dizziness and had to sit down or we've had a couple falls as well. So it's very, very important that you stay hydrated, especially during uh, this holiday season. But also in the wintertime, a lot of people don't think, oh, I don't need to drink very much. It's cold outside. Well, the dryer is going to help pull moisture from the skin as well. So you need, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, spring, hydration is a key to, to living a great quality of life with Parkinson's. So please make sure that you're drinking the appropriate amounts of water. And we give you plenty of strategies to help. If you don't like plain water, plenty of strategies to help you get the fluids that you need. So let's summarize what we talked about. We looked at how dehydration can play a, a key role in affecting some of your Parkinson's symptoms, whether it's tremors, fatigue, rigidity, and stiffness, and constipation. We talked about how dehydration plays a key role in constipation, which is one of the key symptoms that people with Parkinson's experience. And then we talked about some of the factors that affect how much fluid we need. And we talked about activity level. The more, act the more active you are, the more water you need. We talked about climate. Hot and cold, hot climates require people to drink more water because they're sweating it out. We talked about medications and diuretics and how they can cause dehydration through peeing all the time. We talked about body size and composition and overall health. And then we, we talked about some strategies that we could use to help offset these issues. And we talked about listening to your body, consulting your doctor, and tracking in your, your intake, and then choosing variety. You can choose fruits and vegetables as well to help supplement your water and then make it delicious. Infusing your water with different fruits or putting cucumber or different herbs in there as well. 
And then we talked about some different tech-savvy solutions where you can use apps and water bottles that set to, that go off or glow and give reminders that you need to def, that you need to drink. And then finally, we talked about overcoming some of the problems with people with Parkinson's have with not getting enough water. And we talked about the lack of the thirst mechanism and in the need to drink. We talked about difficulty swallowing, cognitive decline, and then talking to your doctor about any medication interactions that you may have. So as I close this podcast, again, I want to reiterate the need for people to stay hydrated. And if you stay hydrated, you're going to lead a great quality of life because it's going to help you feel good. It's going to keep you energized and you're going to want to go out and exercise, which is one of the, the key drivers to helping you live a great quality of life. So please make sure that you stay hydrated. And as I close, I'd also ask you that you visit liveparkinsons.com and sign up for the free monthly newsletter. There's lots of information on there. And again, if you're interested in the four strategies that I've used to help me lead an exceptional life with Parkinson's, my book is available. It's called on Amazon, it's Spectacular Life, Four Essential Strategies for Living with Parkinson's, My Journey to Happiness. And as I close, I'd also like you to visit podinbox.com slash liveparkinson's. And there's an area there where you can leave your comments or questions, and I'd be happy to hear from you. And I'll make sure that I respond to any messages that you leave. But I'd love to hear your thoughts, things that you'd like to hear in future podcasts. And I thank you for listening to this podcast. And thank you for being a part of the audience and making this a great community where we can all learn from each other and live great quality of life with Parkinson's disease. Thanks again.